Can you turn in your Bibles to, uh, actually, do you got a couple pictures up there, Cora? Throw one up. That's funny. That's funny. Don't ever go, sh- don't ever go fishing with a guy named Moses. Never. Can you imagine sitting there? And he's just having a blast with you and messing with you. What's the next one you got? Oh, yeah. Here's your order, sir. A thousand business cards saying Simon the fisherman. And then later that day, Jesus says, Simon, from now on, you shall be known as Peter. <laughs> Can you imagine getting your business cards and then God changes your name? <laughs> What's the last one? Oh, I think some of you have some... S- Serious faith issues. And I think there's one other one, too. There you go. A pastor, a priest, and a rabbi walk into a bar. (laughs) I've always heard that joke, and I couldn't picture it, but now I can. All right. Can you turn in your Bibles? I've been told that the best way for me to tell a joke is either to read it, but don't try to do it off by heart. So somebody said amen. <laughs> Can you turn to 1 John 4? I'd like to read a scripture for you this morning. I want to talk about love for a few minutes. Do you know love is like unnatural? It's not your first natural instinct. Love does not just happen naturally to people. People's first instinct is to grab and to hold on to. And yet love is the complete opposite of that. So I want to take a few minutes and I want to show you some passages from 1 John. If you want to get a picture of love, you read the book of John, you read the book of 1st, 2nd, and 3rd John, because he is what they refer to as the beloved disciple. He's the disciple that Jesus loved. He was, um, when you look at the disciples, you see the 12, you see the 3, and then there's 1. And John was that. And so John had a revelation of love that is not a natural revelation. When God gives you something, it goes beyond your natural. So love is very much goes against our natural inclinations. That's why when you share love with somebody, they quite often are shocked and surprised by it. When we gave away hot dogs last weekend, people were actually saying, why are you doing this? Why? Because our first thought is not to give something away. People don't naturally say, would you like a free hot dog? People don't naturally say, what can I do for you? But people typically have been, and it's either through growing up, it's either through poor experiences, but whatever reason, we've been bombarded with the negative, negative, negative. They've done a research and they've said how many times a child hears the word no compared to the child hearing the word yes. It's astronomical. Google it. Say, how many times does a child hear the word no by the age five or something like that? And how many times do they hear the word yes by the age five? And the difference is not even comparable. And what has happened is we've grown up almost with this negative mindset. 
And when we talk about love, we don't understand it because we have not been expressed love. Yes, we are in families. Yes, mom and dad show love. But there's also an aspect of interaction that seems when you go to school, when this happens and that happens, and all of a sudden it's all about me. Business is all about climbing the corporate ladder. It's not about serving somebody. It's all about what can I get out of this, not what can I give to this. So love is very unnatural. I would suggest to you that love is not a natural inclination for people. I believe as believers, it is natural. And it needs to become natural. But it's not something that just happens. Uh, your love, love is an expression of your heart. You know, it's amazing. When says, somebody says, I love you, what icon or what symbol do they use? A heart. Do you know a heart, your heart is actually a muscle? So when you want to learn how to love, you need to develop that muscle. And don't take days off. If you're exercising, don't take time off. But you have to keep exercising. You keep doing. And that's the same as believers. We need to keep exercising. So we've had a month here. We've got the last Tuesday and the last Thursday with John. We've had a month of learning about evangelism. The object here and the key is that we don't stop. But actually what we do is we now take what we've learned and we start applying it and doing it and we start exercising it. And it will look different. Not every one of you is going to do it the same way. But what I hope we've done and what we pray we've done is given you confidence and understanding on how you can share Christ in your environment. So this morning I'm going to share Christ with you. And I'm going to give you an opportunity to hear how you can lead someone to Christ. And it's not going to take me an hour and a half. It'll take me maybe an hour and 20 minutes. That was funny, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. I'm kicking it. <laughs> Hallelujah. Love is proactive. Love does not wait, but love is proactive. John 3.16, a verse that we memorized as children, one of the first verses they teach you in Sunday school. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Love is proactive. And if, if I'm going to read a number of verses here in 1 John, and then I'm just going to take a few minutes and I want to share with you some thoughts about love. 1 John 4. I'm going to start in verse 7 and I'm going to read 13 verses. And I want you to see what word keeps repeating. What word keeps on coming again. Because when you read a passage of scripture and if there's a, a word that keeps happening, check it out. Even if it's the word and. When you see a word that keeps repeating, figure out why. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is from God. Where does love come from? Did you create it? Love comes from God. Very important to understand that. So when you look at God, what you see is you see a picture of perfect love. 
Love is of God, and whoever loves has been born of God and knows God. Anyone who does not love does not know God, because God is love. Man, he doesn't mince words. In this, the love of God was made manifest among us, that God sent his only son into the world so that we might live through him. Thank you, Jesus. In this is love, not that we have loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. That's a big word for just saying that he paid the price for our sins. He's the one that satisfied the requirements. Because God is holy, there is a requirement to satisfy his holiness. And that was for a blameless, sinless sacrifice. And that's why when you read in the Old Testament, you see the picture or the symbol of Christ through the perfect lamb. A lamb without blemish. So God established that, but that was not a way to reconcile. That was a way just to cover the guilt, but it was not a way to remove it. And Jesus came, and he came, and he paid the price so that that guilt could be completely removed. It's all about what Jesus did. Love is proactive. So God sends his only son, and in an act of love, he says, you are going to satisfy the requirements so that all the creation that I created can now be restored back to me. That's amazing. And another passage is said that he, he was sacrificed from the foundation of the world. Before the foundations of the world, he paid the price. Beloved, if God so loved us, now we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God. If we love one another, God abides in us and his love is perfected in us. So if you want to see how God loves, how God is, you see how God loves. And when you see how God loves, you see who God is. And when you see who God is, you start to practice what God does and what he does. And all of a sudden, you start to be someone that people say, he's, he's, there's something there. Do you know that you demonstrate God's love every day? For some of you, you might be the only person that will show another person God's love. By this we know that we abide in him and he in us because he has given us his, of his spirit. And we have seen and testified that the father has sent his son to be the savior of the world. Whoever confesses that Jesus is the son of God, God abides in him and he in God. So we have come to know and to believe the love that God has for us. God is love and whoever abides in love abides in God and God abides in him. So he's talked about love, now he's talking about abiding, and now he's connecting abiding and love. You can't be in God and not have love. By this is love perfected with us, so that we may have confidence for the day of judgment, because as he is, so also are we in this world. Think about that for a moment. As he is, so also are we in this world. As he is, so also are we in this world. We are representatives of God. 
We are demonstrators of his love in this world. Some of us will be the only Christ some people will ever see. There is no fear in love. This, this just, I'm trying to figure this out. There is no fear in love. But perfect fear, a perfect love, hello. Perfect love casts out fear. Think about that. Perfect love casts out fear. For fear has to do with punishment, and whoever has fears has not been perfected in love. If you see a child in fear, give them love, give them perfect love, and it will cast out that fear. Can you imagine showing those around us perfect love? People who have defense systems, defense mechanisms, coping mechanisms. They have guards all around them. Don't get near me because I've been hurt. Don't say that to me. You go in that direction and all of a sudden you don't get near them. One of the most powerful ways to connect to somebody is to show them perfect love. Because here according to the scripture it says perfect love casts out fear. By the way, love is not do this and I get that. Love does not contain the letters I, F in it. If. We have grown up with conditional love. God's love is not conditioned with if. His love is conditioned with gave. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. For fear has to do with punishment, and whoever fears has not been perfected in love. We love because he first loved us. If anyone says, I love God, and hates his brother, he's a liar. But he, for he does not love his brother whom he has seen. For he who does not love his brother whom he has seen cannot love God whom he has not seen. And this commandment we have from him, whoever loves God must also love his brother. That's 1 John. So I'm going to read you some thoughts. God wants you to experience his love. If you want to understand God's heart for people, practice showing love to people. You want to grow in God's, you say, I don't understand God's love. Start loving somebody. And all of us, and, and don't do it with strings attached. Man, we have grown up with so much, I'm going to just play this person. And I'm, love does not have strings attached. Perfect love is the love that God displayed, which he says, that's the kind of love I want you to have. I mean, this challenges me. Nothing will move you like love. And those that you're married, just look at your mate and said, yeah, you moved me. Why? Because that was love. You moved me, babe. 
in a good way. <laughs> as, a, as I understand, that's a TMI moment, right? Uh, see, I'm understanding this. I'm kicking it with you guys. Okay. Just keep preaching. Okay, okay, okay. Love is giving, not getting. In today's world, kids think love is all about getting. Quite frankly, they spell love L-U-S-T, not L-O-V-E. And they've grown up being conditioned via TV, via media, by whatever pro propaganda out there that love is all about self-satisfaction. That is not what true love is. True love is giving to the satisfaction of someone else. We have to reconfigure the word love. We are going to have kids that come into here that have never experienced love. We're going to have kids, I mean, you look at the state of the family in America, and I put Canada and America together, kids do not understand what love is. Many of them don't know what a real dad is or a real mom. And they're going to come into church and they're going to have distorted views and distorted ideas. And it's not their fault. Okay? We're not claiming fault and we're not putting it. But we're going to have kids, we're going to have adults my age come into church who are saved, who have never experienced love and who will not know what to do when you try to show them love because they've never experienced it. Don't have love with strings attached. Love is not about getting, it's about giving. Love, you experience it before you distribute it. You can only give what you've received. So today, I want you to experience love like you've never experienced it before. Because the way that you experience is, is how you give it out. I want you to experience God's love to pour on you. It doesn't matter what you were just thinking. Doesn't matter what words you just said. Doesn't matter that you did this. Doesn't matter about that. His love for you goes beyond what you did. And it goes down to the core of who you are. Which is His child. His creation. Love gives people a glimpse of God from that passage. The love that you have and the love that you show actually gives people a glimpse of God. I want them to get the proper glimpse. <laughs> As He is, so are we. In this world. That, that just got me. It says in John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. As you show love. 
to those around you. It's not about what you're doing. It's about God. And this morning, if you've never experienced God's love before, I want to give you an opportunity to receive His love that He has for you. So I'd like you just to bow your heads for a moment. It says that First John, uh, it says in John 3.16, we don't have to have a huge altar call, although there are times when that works. But salvation is a heart issue and a confession issue. Not necessarily coming up to the altar all the time. And when you talk to somebody around you that you love and that you care for, you may have the opportunity to lead them to Christ. And your actions will show more than the words. Love is an action. It's not a word. And one of the most powerful verses you can show them, it says that God so loved the world that He gave His one and only Son. His only Son. That whoever believes in Him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. So this morning, if you've never experienced His love, I'd like you to raise your hand and I want to pray for you. Because I believe God wants you to experience His love. Hallelujah. Thank you. Heavenly Father, when there was no way, you made a way. And you did not have strings attached. You said, I'm going to send my son to those that are opposite, enemies, completely against me. And as your son walked on this earth, he showed and demonstrated love. So this morning, I ask for your love to saturate everyone here. Lord, would you give us a greater understanding? Would you give us a greater knowledge? Would you give us a greater experience of your love? Not just so that we can sit back and bask in it, but that we would turn and in, in do also give your love to others. That we would demonstrate the love that you saved us from and the love that you saved us with. We would actually demonstrate that to those around us and we would share your love without conditions. But that we would tell them simply that you love the world and that you gave your only begotten Son. And that if we would believe in Him, 
we will not perish, but that we'll have everlasting life. Lord, I thank you for everyone here today. And we're just going to take a moment as the music's playing. I believe there's some of you here that beat yourself up. It's time to stop beating yourself up. It's time to change, but stop beating yourself up. Accept His love. Thank Him for that. And then say, I'm repenting, I am changing my thinking, and I'm not going to do that anymore. I want you to take a moment just to receive His love. Don't disqualify yourself. Don't rule yourself out. It's actually not your choice. It's His choice to give love. It's your choice to receive it. So if you want to receive a touch from Him, if you've had a rough week, just just take a moment and as a gesture of faith and as, a, as, a, as an aspect of faith, just open your hands to receive. Just, just as, a, as a posture to show God, I just want to receive from you. If there's any of you that feel you don't deserve it, I want to encourage you just to open your hands and to receive. If there's any of you that, if you're to be honest, you'd say, well, man, that's a tough, tall order. Yeah, it is. But it says we'll know that we're His disciples by our love one for another. I want to encourage you just to receive. Take a moment. We've had an amazing time today worshiping Him. Just take a moment and talk to Him about His love for you and say, I I receive your love. Mm. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hmm. Worship you, Jesus. It's a beautiful exchange. It's an amazing exchange. When only love. Could break these chains. You gave your life in a beautiful exchange. So holy are you, God. Holy are you, Lord.
everything I have. Praise you, Jesus. Holy are you, God. Holy is your name. And everything I've got, my heart will say how I love you. Holy are you, God. Holy is your name. And everything I've got, my heart will say how I love you. Thank you, Jesus. I want to encourage you to be mindful of His love this week. Be mindful of His love this week. God bless you. Have an amazing week.